Hello, and welcome to the Mama Mentor Podcast. My name is Joyce, and here we talk everything life. So we're at the end of the summer. (laughs) How did you guys do? Did you guys have a good summer? Did you do all the things that you wanted to do? Did you have a list? Did you not have a list? Do you feel relaxed? Are you ready for the back to school? So I have one more child that I'm doing the last few years of school with. And so this coming week, the week that this podcast will come out, is back to school week. And I actually feel ready this time. Um, Usually I feel a little bit scrambled at the end, trying to get everything ready, trying to get everything done, even just trying to get into the mindset of back to school. And this year, I kind of feel low-key ready. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. First of all, as he gets older, there's less requirements for the back-to-school. You know, as they're getting into high school, there tends to be a different, you know, school supply list. You know, there's not really a back-to-school clothes shopping because you kind of are getting them clothes throughout the year you know, as they're growing or styles change or their needs changed. So there's not really that definitive back to school, like school supply shopping and clothes shopping and all that. Um, We did, you know, do the last minute rush to do, you know, dentist appointments for teeth cleaning and eye doctor appointments, you know, for eye checking, you know, and we got, got a new set of glasses So that's all good. So that's, we've got all our health appointments done. We have all the supplies that we need for school. He's got all the clothes he needs for school. He's, (laughs) he's, I don't know if he's, it's not that he's not thrilled to start school again. He just prefers the more relaxed time of summer. That being said, we are doing something new this year. So instead of him going to a brick and mortar school, we are doing homeschooling. Where we are, we have the opportunity of something called virtual school. So basically that is, he's going to be at home doing his schooling, but I'm not going to be his teacher. So those of you who do more of a traditional homeschooling, you know, you're the educator. So I'm still going to be the same kind of like active parent as I would be in my child's schooling as I would if he went to a brick and mortar high school, except that he's going to be doing it at home. So his curriculum is delivered by teachers over the computer. He can work at his own pace. So it's something called asynchronistic, which means that the the lessons aren't live. So it's not like everybody in his quote unquote class are getting say on a Zoom call or that kind of thing or some sort of direct lecture where they're it's a live lecture where they're all sitting at the computer at the same time listening to the teacher at the same time and that way his is more there's recorded lectures that he can watch as he paces through his program he's got work that he has to do but he can work at his own pace within an outside parameter like so for example they may assign him you need to work through this chapter of reading and assignments and within a two-week period. And so during that two-week period, you will watch the lectures and read the assigned topics and do the assigned work. And he will have a two-week period to complete that in. 
But inside that two weeks, he could work at his own pace and get it done, say, in a week. So he's not working at the same pace as necessarily his other classmates, which is what is going to work better for him because he tends to work at a faster pace. So this gives him the flexibility to work through his work faster at a pace that is more comfortable for him, which in turn will allow him to have more flex time to do other things. He really likes to watch uh, YouTube videos on science lectures of universities and just general professionals. He likes to have his free time. You know, like most teenagers, he likes to do his gaming. It gives him time to play with the dogs. It gives him time to just have a little bit more of an open schedule day to day. And that's something that he really needs for his high school. And that's, we talked about it. We talked about the pros and the cons. To me, honestly, there's not a lot of cons. There's a lot of pros and he's really excited about that. It also gives him the opportunity to not get up at the crack of dawn because that is something that neither him nor I appreciate. Neither of us like to get up at like six or seven o'clock in the morning. We're more of a get up at nine o'clock people, you know? And so he's going to be able to do that because he can work his school day, you know, kind of a later start, later finish with what works better for how his brain engages with the subject matter. So that's kind of exciting. And that gives us a little more freedom to, to do trips out to the farm, to do holiday trips, to work on side projects around the house that we want to work on that are also educational. It gives us the opportunity for different physical education opportunities you know, we can go to the swimming pool and be doing swimming or walking the track or going for long walks in the middle of the day to kind of break up that book work. So that's kind of exciting. So I have a couple of tips and tricks for back to school. So whether you're doing homeschool or whether you're doing, a, you know, that brick and mortar go to school thing, Here's a couple of things that I have learned over the years that work for me. And I do this not just for my children, but I do this for me as well throughout the school year so that we are not, how can I put this? So that we're not run off our feet, first of all, for the first couple of weeks, because you're still getting back into your routine and that can be a lot to re-get used to. But also just throughout the year so that we don't feel really overscheduled and like we feel like there's a million things on our plate. So here's a couple things that I like to do. First of all, meal plan. So plan out what you like to eat for breakfast, lunch, and supper. And I like to do kind of a two-week rotation. So... Like I will know what we are having for breakfast, lunch, and supper for the next two weeks. And so I make sure all of that stuff is on hand. That is super helpful because you're not doing that, you know, Wednesday morning. Oh, well, I usually eat 
you know, waffles and fruit and yogurt. And then you go to the fridge and there's not yogurt, not fruit and not waffles. And then you're, and then you feel like you have to scramble because now you have to make new decisions and it knocks off your routine. So I make sure that I am on a two week cycle of shopping so I can shop the sales. I can plan things out. It gives me the opportunity to change things up. I can go, well, hey, you know, I know you usually have waffles, but how about if we make breakfast sandwiches? We'll get back to that in a second. And it gives the opportunity to make those decisions ahead of time. Because one of the things that I find that makes my day feel overwhelming or too busy is that decision fatigue. Like we've had to make too many decisions in a day. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? What am I going to do? And then what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And by the end of the day, even if you haven't done a lot of physical stuff, because you've had to make so many decisions, you have what is called decision fatigue. And I find for me that that makes me more tired than any physical activity that I do. Like I can be doing yard work and farm work for eight hours a day, three days in a row. And yeah, my body is tired, but I don't feel like that overwhelmed tired. But I do get that if I get decision fatigue, where I've had to make too many decisions in a day after day after day after day. And then by the end of the week, I'm just like, I just can't take this anymore. And I can't make any more decisions. Even if they're necessary decisions, I just can't do it. So that's why I like to do that two week where I know what's going to happen for meals for the next two weeks. So that's one. So, you know, it's a great way to make your shopping list. Just write it out, even like in a notebook. Uh, I have planners and journals on Amazon. You can order matching ones of those. They have the planner has a spot every day to write breakfast, lunch, and supper in it. And that's what I use. Like, so I even use my own planner and it just lets me write down what I'm going to have for those meals for the next two weeks. And then from that, I curate a shopping list Then I do one shopping trip and I don't go to the store because that's another thing. I find wandering through a grocery store, I am bombarded with so many options that I tend to get off plan. And then by the time I get home, I'm like, well, what I brought home isn't going to work with the plan that I have. So what I actually do, we have in our town, and lots of towns have them. Um, I know for sure a lot of places in Canada have them. I'm not sure about the States or overseas, but here in Canada, we have this. So a lot of our grocery stores offer this, and it's something called like click and collect. So basically what it is, is you go online, you can search up through brand or type, like you can put in tomatoes, or you can put in... Roma tomatoes, or you can put in Cracker Barrel cheese, and it will give you the options, and you can load your grocery cart, and that's what I do. So I take my list of what I'm going to need for the next two weeks, and then I sit down in front of my computer, or if I'm out and about doing errands, and I have to wait between errands for something, I'll do it on my phone, and I will load up my cart with everything that I would have loaded up my cart physically at the store that I need but it helps me to avoid the busyness of the store and, you know, like this is on sale and that's on sale and this looks amazing and that looks amazing. I'm just literally shopping off my list. And then it lets me pick a time and I can drive to my grocery store at that time and they bring your groceries out to your vehicle and you just load them in your car. So you haven't wandered around getting distracted. Uh, it so much easier because you can be doing your loading your cart on on your tablet or your computer at 
10 o'clock at night and then pick it up maybe two days later when you're out for an errand and you're like, oh, well, my errand is going to be done at about four o'clock. So I'll pick the four to 4.30 slot to pick up my groceries. And so you just go do your errand, then you go pick up your groceries and you come home. I find that way works better for me for a couple of reasons. Like I said, I don't get bombarded with the distractions because I'm easily distracted. I'm who they make those distractions for, where it's like, oh, that's bright and shiny and looks yummy. Even though it's not my meal plan and I don't need it, I'm going to bring that home. And so it avoids that. Plus it takes up less time because I'm not wandering around the store. I'm literally shopping just like you would off Amazon. And I also, the whole process of going to the store, putting the stuff in the cart then taking the stuff out of the cart and, get, and getting it rung through and then putting it back in the cart and then putting it back in the car and then taking it home and getting it out of the car and putting it in the house and putting it away. That whole process, I hate. I just hate it. I don't like doing it. Like I, I want to avoid it. It's not, my, it's not even close to my favorite thing. So this way I can get all the food that we need. It feels very quick to me. It feels very effortless to me. It really keeps me on budget, which is another reason that I do it. Because when you pick up those big shiny things that you didn't need, you're also going off budget. So it keeps me on budget. It also fits better into my time schedule. So I do that. So that's the food. The next thing is those of you who have, and probably everybody has them now, you know that, you know, that Alexa in their house, you have the, the Echo Dot or the Google Home, something, something where you can yell out, you know, what time is it? You know, Alexa, what's the time? Alexa, what's the weather? Alexa, what's the whatever? I have on my Alexa set up to announce when it's time to go to bed. So it just, you know, does its little notification. And so my son knows that when that sound goes off, without me having to say anything, that it's time to like, okay, pack up all the things that he was doing, you know, get pajamas on, brush teeth, say goodnight and go to bed. So I don't have to make sure that I'm watching the time. He doesn't have to make sure he's watching the time and it helps set a regular bedtime routine. And that's very important to have a routine, especially for back to school, because you want them to have enough sleep. You want that bedtime to be pretty much the same every night because the act of going to bed at a similar time every night is super healthy for you. It works really well for your sleep cycle and teenagers can have sleep issues. So it's super helpful for them. It also helps that they're getting the number of hours of sleep, which is again, another factor in one of the reasons that we're homeschooling because we can have those better hours of sleep without having him needing to go to bed at 8.30 at night. So that's meals and that's bedtime routine. The other thing is make sure you have the other supplies. So make sure you have on hand like several tubes of toothpaste and lots of shampoo and body wash and deodorant and clean towels so that as they're doing their nighttime routine, it's not like, oh mom, there's no clean towels or we're out of toothpaste or we're out of deodorant and get your family in the habit of when they take the last full bottle of something that's when they tell you you need more, not when the last bottle is empty. Because that sets up a routine of never being without. So let's say we have two tubes of toothpaste. 
So when my when we open the first tube of toothpaste, then we know, okay, we've still got one left in the closet, so we're good. When one of us opens, well, I don't need to tell anyone because I'm the one who does the grocery shopping, but if he, say, is the one who opens the new last tube of toothpaste, he says to me, mom, this is the last tube of toothpaste. So I know I now need to order the toothpaste. When the vitamins are down to like half a bottle, he's like, we only have a half a bottle left. So I know I need to order more vitamins, stuff like that. So that you're not running out of stuff because that interrupts a routine. And I am a huge proponent of routines, especially during the school year. Don't run out of the essentials. Know what you're having for meals and have a regular bedtime. The other thing that I find super helpful, and I do this for myself as well as my son, and you can get these anywhere. You can get them at, I just saw them, where did I just see you could get them at? I'm trying to think. I want to say Canadian Tire. So if you live in Canada, they're probably at Canadian Tire. But I know for a fact they're at Ikea. So, and there's Ikeas everywhere. So go to your nearest Ikea because... You can get them other places, but I find them way more expensive at other places. But Canadian Tire and Ikea is where you find them the cheapest. And it is a five-slot hanging organizer. It goes in your closet. So it's got this thing that Velcros around your closet rod. And it's got five cubbies. And the reason that this is invaluable is, and if you've listened to my previous podcasts, especially the one about laundry, where you're trying to make sure that your laundry is done as the week starts. So like when I do my laundry cycle, my cycle is done on Sunday. So like there's not clothes or bedding or towels or whatever that needs to be washed like on Sunday and Monday because I have a cycle. So whatever your cycle is, make sure at the beginning of the week your cycle is finished because this is what you're going to do. Five days of the week, you can probably see where I'm going with this. Five days of the week, five spots in that hanging organizer. So what you do is both you and your child, and if you have younger children, you can help them, is you pick out the socks, the underwear, the pants, and the shirt, and then whatever else you wear. Like if you have a hoodie that you usually wear, like and maybe you wear the same hoodie every day, so that's hanging on a hook somewhere. But maybe you put a sweater over top and you have a different sweater that you wear every week. Everything that you are going to need to get dressed for that day and every day that week, put in its own cubby so that you are making that decision once a week. So you get up in the morning and depending on what day of the week it is, you're just pulling whatever's in that cubby out and put it on. You're, so it, again, we're trying to avoid decision fatigue. So now you know what you're eating, breakfast, lunch, and supper, and it's there. Easy. Your bedtime, Alexa is reminding you what bedtime is, so you're not clock watching. Again, easy. You've got supplies that you need to do all of your routines plus a backup, and you're keeping that so that you're never running out. Easy. Now you've got your five outfits for the week already planned out, already out of your, like, so pull them out of the drawers. Don't just go, well, I'm going to wear this and this and this and mentally do it. No, literally take it out of the drawers and put it in those cubbies. Everything that you need. And if you have jewelry that you're going to put on as well, you can get some 
little containers from the dollar store, whatever dollar store you have in your town, and have five of those, one for each cubby if you're a jewelry wearer, and put your jewelry for each of those outfits in that container. So literally everything you need for that outfit for that day is in a cubby. And those are so many decisions, if you do that, that you are not making on a daily basis because they've already been made. And so then you have room emotionally and, um, what's the word I'm looking at? Thoughtfully in your brain. Anyways, like your brain and your emotions have not been fatigued by decisions. So you have the capacity to make other decisions that come up in your day. And that, for me, seems to make the school year run easier and smoother. And I'm better able to go through and be, have the capacity to make extra decisions that come along the way. Because maybe we're going to decide to maybe have a takeaway on a Wednesday night instead of what we had planned. But that's great. I now have the freedom to do that because I, ha I haven't got that decision fatigue. It also really sets up for yourself and for your kids and for the family in general, what's going to be happening every day. So we know where our clothes are. We know the timer's going to go off for bedtime. We know what we're having for breakfast. We know where our vitamins are. We know that there's always toothpaste and deodorants and shampoo and body wash and soap and whatever else. You know, and if we're enacting our laundry routines, then that's also happening as well. So as you can see, a lot of the routines that I've been talking about on the previous podcast, this is where this is where they pay off for you. This is where that if you've been slowly building some of these routines and cleaning out these spots and starting these rituals, this is where it pays off. This is where you're going to start seeing the payoff, where areas are not going to be cluttered, where everything's not a big mystery. Like, oh, when is the towels going to be done? When am I going to wash the sheets? When am I going to wash little Johnny's outfits? Because you've already made those decisions. You've started a routine and you're using your routine. And so as the school year comes, which is highly routined, you can just slip your school routines into your everyday routine that you've been building. And you'll find that it brings a lot less stress it's easier to slip into the school routine. And then when holidays come, you can kind of slip out of it a little bit. And then again, you can slip back in when it's time to go back to school. And I find this way of doing things really helps me to be a lot less stressed throughout the school year. Because I don't know about you, but this next four months, the September, October, November, December, I find those months to be so busy because we're doing back to school. Plus, depending on where you are, the seasons are starting to change. So the weather starts to become a little more unpredictable. So that's something that you're, you're kind of having to go with the flow with. It's also harvest time. So those of you with gardens and orchards and whatever, your canning and your blanching and freezing, maybe this is when you start doing your baking for schools and for the fall and maybe you're you're one of those super ahead of the time people that you know you're already starting to think about Christmas baking because you're maybe doing a cookie exchange or you want to send baked goods with kids to go off to college or you're starting to really flesh out how your Thanksgiving's going 
we have Thanksgiving in October in Canada, and I know in the States, you guys have it in November. So it's, it's, so it comes up a little bit quicker for us. Those of us in Canada, it's coming up. We kind of feel like it's, it's very quick because it's back to school, then it's Thanksgiving, and then it's Halloween. So we get kind of slammed at the beginning, and you in the States kind of get slammed at the end because you have Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas. So you kind of have it on the back end. But it tends to be a very busy month with a lot of stuff that we aren't doing the other eight months of the year. And it's kind of really close together of all the stuff. So I find that having these foundation routines really make it so that I can enjoy some of those other things. I can enjoy the change of the seasons. I can enjoy a day of canning. I can enjoy a weekend of baking. I can go with the flow with, where it's, you know, we might get snow one day and it'll melt two days later. I can go with the flow a little bit better than that. You know, it also frees up my time to do stuff like Christmas shopping. And I, I'm one of those people that I do a combination of purchased gifts and homemade gifts because a lot of people in my life that I gift to really appreciate a homemade gift. So of course those take more time and a little more thought. And, you know, it's not as just easy as taking half an hour running to the store and grabbing something, you know, you have to go and buy the supplies and then you have to create it. And then that takes some time. So I need, I need those extra hours. So it just really helps me to have these foundational routines so that as the next four months get busy, I'm not using up all of my time chasing all the moving pieces that back to school tends to bring into. The other thing too is I always make sure I have extra supplies at home. So if your child comes home from school and goes, oh, I'm out of pencils, you're not trying to run to the store at eight o'clock at night trying to find pencils. You're like, oh, here's some pencils for school tomorrow. Here's the other thing. Here's a tip. Here's a tip from someone who has adult children and still one in school. Resist the urge to send all of their school supplies with them the first day of school. They don't need 10 pencils on day one. They need a pencil, a pencil, a pen, a notebook. And realize you can funnel those into their schooling as the year goes on as needed. It doesn't need to be all sent the first day and don't stress. And Give yourself some grace and give them some grace. Understand that the first week of school, everyone's going to be more tired. You're going to be more tired because you had to think about all these things. They're going to be more tired because the lazy days of summer where they can kind of wake up whenever and they're kind of playing all day and hanging out with friends. And, you know, maybe you guys are going down to the lake or to the beach or you're going camping. There's not as much of a schedule and now they're really having to go from very free to very scheduled. And that is exhausting. So maybe plan some simpler meals for the first week. Maybe sneak that bedtime a little bit earlier. Don't plan bigger things. Just get through the week. So this is not the time to be planning, at least for me, I'm kind of an extroverted introvert, if that makes any sense. I've heard that term used a lot. Um, I'll break that down for you. For those of you who are going, what the hell did she just say? 
It's where I really like to be alone. I like to interact with family and friends, but not in a busy, crazy, fast-paced way. I like a lot of personal time. I like a lot of quiet. I like to have quiet times to read, reflect, watch TV. I don't like my life to be super busy. So I think it's a good idea for everyone to pretend that they're me for the first week. And that is simply this, go to school, go to work, have your dinner and relax. Don't plan after school activities for the first week. Don't plan on getting together with girlfriends in the evening the first week because you're both going to be tired unless they don't have kids. But still, you're going to be tired. You know, don't plan on a big like family trip the following weekend because you're going to be that means you'll be thinking about that all week and prepping for that all week and you're and by you're not even going to want to go by the time the weekend goes. Just get through the weekend. Just get through the week and then relax on the weekend and give everybody a little bit of grace. Just give everybody a little grace. Have an extra cup of tea. It's a good it's a good thing to maybe go for a walk after supper. If you do it as a family, that's even better because then you all can get some activity. You can all be stretching your legs because everyone's probably been sitting more than they they have been for the last couple months. Winds everybody down. Take more baths. You know, encourage your kids to take baths. You know, we always talk about, you know, how we de-stress as adults and it's the wine and the bath and the soak. And, the, and, and you know, we watch a show in the tub and it's just so relaxing. You know what? Do that for your kids too. You know, set, set, them up, set an iPad up on the counter where they can't touch it from the tub. Turn on their show, run them a bath and be like, you know what, just sit in the hot water and relax and watch a show. And then when you're done, get out, dry yourself off, and I'll come retrieve the iPad out of the bathroom when you're out of it. So you don't even need to touch it. And let them relax in a hot bath. It does wonders. You know, let them have, you know, an extra piece of dessert. Let them, you know, encourage them to go to bed earlier or even not just go to bed, just, you know, be okay with them just retreating to their room and reading a book or watching a show you know, on a device to just unwind and be quiet and be alone because they've now just been shoved into a classroom with a whole bunch of people and a big schedule that for the last two months they haven't had. And so they also have decision fatigue and they also have just general fatigue. So give everybody a little bit of grace this first week. Do a lot of light, fun things do a lot of that self-care. And like I said, not just for yourself, do it for your children too. You know, let them have the bubble bath. Like I said, let them watch the show in the tub, you know, have breakfast for dinner, have, um, they call them charcuterie boards now, but we used to call them cold plates. So you have, you know, your meat and your cheeses and your crackers and your veggies and dip and some fruit, and then maybe some boiled eggs and have that for a couple nights for supper where it's like, you're not working really hard for supper. You know, it's not taking a long time for it to be ready. And people can kind of just pick at whatever they feel like eating and are still getting a good meal. Because not only is it nutritious, it's really fun to eat. And it just perks you up a little bit. And it's easy. And then maybe they can pick out some of that stuff to put in their lunch for the next day. And, and kind of bring that, that was fun at home to school, so they get that little bit of home at school. 
But really the overall arcing storyline for this week should be not engaging in decision fatigue. Have as many things prepped ahead of time as you can. Lean hard into those rituals and those routines and give everybody some grace. This week is going to be experimental at best. And I don't care if it's your first time sending your kid to school or your 12th time sending your kid to school. It's going to be the same. It's it's the same hard break on the summer, full gas on the school, and it's a hard transition. And it's hard for everybody. It's hard for parents. It's hard for teachers. And it's hard for kids. So let's make it as fun as we possibly can. And I'm anxious to see what some of your guys' back-to-school rituals and routines are that help your first couple of weeks or first month go really well. So comment on the podcast and let me know how you get through the first couple weeks of school. You know? And I'd love to hear how your summer went too. And if you haven't already yet, I've already put out the first episode of the Midweek Musings where it's just, you know, my thoughts midweek, just kind of where I am, physically and where I am emotionally. So, you know, if you probably noticed the audio is a little bit different, it's because I've recorded it in my car because it's really thoughts that come to my head midweek and I record it wherever I am. And I'd love if you could comment on your thoughts about that on that podcast as well. And if you haven't gone and listened to it, go ahead. You'll really like it. And as always on the Mama Mentor podcast, take what works and toss the rest, because life is too short to be told what to do. I would love it if you liked this podcast, downloaded it, shared it with your friends, subscribe. It gets my podcast out there to more people, and that grows my audience, and that helps more people really know that being a homemaker can be fun, and it doesn't have to be hard. We can have fun doing it. It can be funny, And we don't have to work as hard as we think we do. And we don't have to be as hard on ourselves as we think we do. So love you tons. Have an amazing first week back to school. I will talk to you soon. Love you tons. Bye-bye.